everyone, it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 130 of We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on iTunes and Google Play and mother-loving YouTube every Monday. Thank you for subscribing, hitting the thumbs up, even after that nonsense. What am I even doing? The thing on the audio isn't even working. Here's what we're going to have to do, everybody. I'm going to have to take the video because ain't no way I'm doing that again. This day is damned by technology. I'm staring at the audacity. Why? Why? So who knows? Usually I use that little bar to go like, am I redlining too much? Am I, you know, all that fancy dancy audio stuff that I don't know much about? Who knows? Hopefully I don't have to do this all over again because that was, whew, my eyeballs just about popped out on that. How are you? Thank you for being here and for listening, and thank you to everybody for supporting us at patreon.com slash makeusbetter, like our executive platinum, excuse me, oh my goodness, our platinum executive producer, Corey Hicks, and all of our gentlemen executive producers, Mr. Nick Militia, Joel Brooks, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Jesse Armstrong, my boy, loving having some great conversation with you, my friend, after uh, after a Gaming Gurus episode a little while ago, Glocko Schaefer, David Ray, Mike Drummy, Aaron Darty, Martini Jean, and... Mr. Moody, and thanks to everybody for supporting at patreon.com slash make us better. Uh, regardless, even we've been doing some stuff over at Gaming Gurus that actually there is one going up today. We recorded this morning. Uh, it's very important for you guys to listen to that. So if you want to know what's going on with that show, uh, we have a quick update. And I want to give a shout out to Bobby for his uh, first courage. And, and I'm just I want to say publicly. I mean, I said it on that show as well. I'm with you, brother. I'm here, and I'm proud of what you're doing. And if you guys want to know more, check out the Gaming Gurus this week. We will have more information on the Patreon very soon. But for in terms of what's going on with that show, please check that out on iTunes and Google Play and Nintendo Guru, YouTube, etc., etc. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, guys. If you're new, holy crap, here's the deal. I'm so sorry. Every week, I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and we talk about video games and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you want to be part of the show, tweet at me. It's at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. I've had some amazing guests this month. It's Black History Month. I have another amazing guest, uh, Edward Varnell. I am usually it's good that I record these after the conversation because I can tell you with complete honesty and confidence that this is a good one if you have been down at all lately this is one for the soul it's chicken noodle soup for the soul I think that's what it's called right Josh Stapleton it's chicken noodle chicken noodle soup or tomato soup some sort of warm gooey soup for the soul this is going to be a good one everybody I want to quickly run through some shout outs first my wife, my wife, Chelsea. Chelsea Capri started a podcast with Johnny Casino. It's available on dayspace.com. Should be getting approved by iTunes, hopefully by the time you guys hear this, if not sometime this week. It's called Apparently a Parenting Podcast. Because parents in the word apparently, and it's like kind of that self-deprecating. It's called Apparently. So if you guys, if there's any new parents out there, or even old parents, expecting parents, non-parents, mega dads, normal dads, whatever. Uh, cool take on parenting. A little little video game flavor, I think, as the connection of video games brought these two together. I've um, I've enjoyed watching their, their friendship blossom, all thanks to this amazing community of podcasters and content creators and people who love video games. It's all thanks to all this. So 
actually that show really doesn't happen without you guys listening to this show and sharing and all of that other stuff so thank you so much shout out to those guys again apparently a parenting podcast it's on dayspace.com also i think i mentioned it last week but the show has since aired i was on the bad bitch show with joseph moran i got to sit on the other end of the chair or the table who sits on the same chair imagine an interview where you sit on the same chair i suppose that'd be more like a bench like at a booth do a podcast on a booth sitting on the same table like the like like that annoying couple who they just love each other too much. Although Joseph, I think I would sit on the same side of the table. I would, I would share a booth with Joseph with nobody on the other side. What do you think about that? Guys, I mentioned Bobby. I mentioned the uh, apparently a podcast, a parenting, totally butchering that name. Uh, I signed up for the Ride to Conquer Cancer, and I want to thank so many people. I'm going to do a rundown when we get a little closer to the ride, but a lot of you guys came out immediately and donated. Thank you so much. If you care to donate to my ride, I have to raise $2,500 in order to ride. I'm just about halfway there at 1080. I'm sitting at 1080p, guys, so that's pretty neat. So I'm I'm just about halfway there. Thank you to everybody who's donated so far. If you'd like to support albertacancer.ca slash Sean Capri. Alberta like the province, cancer like the disease that we hate, .ca like Canada, whatever, slash Sean Capri, Connery Pants, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you to everybody, and let's keep it moving. Let's keep it, let's keep it grooving, and thank you as well. Also, speaking of that page, I got an amazing shout-out and share from Envision Games uh, at EnvisionGame.com. Just, I, pfft, this was the first time I even heard of these guys, and they just like, hey, everybody, check out Sean Capri's fundraising page. Thank you so much. I think that we need to collaborate very, very soon in the future. Uh, we're going to get to our chat very soon with Edward Barnell. This one, it's chicken noodle soup or or pea soup, maybe, for the soul, guys. It's very good. We're going to get to it in just a second. I feel like I need to clear the air on something. Something has been on my mind, weighing on me, and I'm going to try and do this as respectfully as possible, which is usually what somebody says right before they say something really disrespectful. But I think it's just it is weighing on me big time. I liked a tweet by Neil deGrasse Tyson that said something to the effect of thoughts and prayers aren't stopping bullets anytime soon. I don't know about you guys, and I don't want to get too much into this, although it's hard to talk about and not get too much into it. I am devastated by the news of this another school shooting in Florida. Um, I don't even want to say like as a new parent, as a human being, I don't like seeing kids get shot down. And I'm... I'm not even in the country. I can't, it's hard for me to really say anything and feel like I'm allowed to even say it, but I am frustrated that it doesn't appear like anything is being done. Now, I like this tweet in in the light that we need action and we need to do something to actually keep kids from getting, I can't believe I even have to say this. I don't want to get, I don't want kids to get shot in their own school. Weird. I don't know if that's a political statement to make, but I just, I think we can all agree that's a bad thing. I do hope, pray, and everything else that something can be done. I'm not saying that that thoughts and prayers are not worthwhile. I'm not saying that there is no place for thoughts and prayers. I will sit right with you, and I will think, and I will pray. But a couple of people actually called me out on Twitter for liking this tweet, and I am so devastated that they took it that way that that i don't think that prayer is worthwhile that is not at least my interpretation of it i'm not i'm not here to and maybe there's there's so much 
I don't know what it is, marginalizing, making fun of, whatever it is, defaming thoughts and prayers. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that something else has to be done. I hope that makes sense. I hope that that also, and to the people who reached out to me and said that they were disappointed in me liking that tweet, I hope that that clarifies, although I don't know that it will because I did reach out to a few people uh, to say a little bit of this and I have had no response. So I really hope that maybe like this can be part of a discussion that we can have. I really hope that this doesn't divide people and that if if you are thinking and praying for the victims and their families, I am right there with you. Don't I don't think this has to be a partisan thing. I am right there with you. Believe me, my heart sinks thinking about this. And I just want something more. I've been, we've been thinking and praying every single time one of these things happens and I just, I just need to see something else. I really am heartbroken and, and I hope that we can have more conversation. This is not helpful to have you view it this way. We're not talking anymore. I'm not going to discuss anything with you on Twitter anymore. Not helpful. So I hope you guys are, <laughs> I talk about that at the start here because you're about to get lifted by Edward Barnell, but I wanted to say that I want to say that even as a Canadian, I still see this stuff on the news. It's, it is everywhere. It's the Olympics and it's this. And I just hope for happiness. Really, that's all I want. And I do, I hope and I pray and I think and I pray and I just hope there's something tangible at the end of it. I hope that the thoughts and the prayers cause something to be done. That's all I'm going to say about it. Thank you guys for sticking around for this. We're going to talk about video games, sort of. Uh, <laughs> with Edward. This is one for the ages, guys. Um, and this is something that maybe we all need. We need a, we need a pick me up and, and it's coming. Uh, before I, before we jump into it, if anybody has heard of Guilt Battle Arena, it's a great couch co-op game that I've been playing. I played just last night with Chelsea. It's just a really simple, like kind of a, it, it looks like a side scroll. It's a really just a single screen kind of arcade shooter. You've got one bullet and you got to jump and a dash and you're just going to try and kill as many of the flying enemies in as possible. It's tons of fun. I'm going to maybe stream a little bit of it on youtube.com slash we the nerdy. So check that out. I should also mention in full disclosure, we were given a code, but I wanted to, uh, Give those guys a quick shout out. So thank you for the code. Thank you for the game. I'm having a good time with it. I will stream a touch of it. Probably put up a review. I'm sitting somewhere. Maybe I won't even say. You guys will just have to check out wethenerdy.com for that. Because that's where all this stuff happens from. Wethenerdy.com. It's there. Something's happening with Lincoln upstairs. So maybe we should get right into it. Uh, my chat this week, continuing on Black History Month, is with Edward Varnell. Uh, you can follow him at that retro code. Let's do it with... Wait. Do it with... Let's do it now. You'd think I'd do this before. I've done this before. Sean, just get into it. It's Edward Varnell! I still have my McDonald's coffee. I gotta stay on brand a little bit, though. So I'm super caffeinated. Oh! Dude, okay, is that a styrofoam cup? Yes. There's something about that styrofoam cup that just makes that look like it's super tasty. Oh, it's so good. I cannot <laughs> do McDonald's coffee because it tastes like beans dipped in hot water. It is a serve. It does. That's literally what coffee is, though. It does. Now, do you guys have a Tim Hortons, I think? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't like it though. I will, I will be, I will not like be just blindly Canadian and say that it's great because it's Canadian. I don't think it's very good. 
All uh, all Americans who go to Tim Hortons say is the bomb. I haven't tried it. Oh, the last really? Time, yeah, because the last time I've been to Canada was I actually went to Toronto with my high school to go oh, no see. Way. Yeah, and I want to come back to Canada. Like, literally want to come back to Toronto. Oh, you totally should. Now would be a great time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why? Why? Okay. You're in high school, and you went to you just went to Toronto. Like, where in the world are you that you can just kind of like take a trip? Like, you're on Buffalo or something? We no, we were in uh, North Chicago, Illinois. Okay, so, that's a trip, so man. We, yeah, that we was in high school. We went all the way up through Michigan. Um, I think we went through Detroit, crossed mm-hmm. over the bridge, and then uh, we the first place we stopped at was Y'all McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like y'all menus are different, y'all burgers taste different. Do and they? I don't have. Yes. I wonder y'all what, quarter... what's the difference. There was something in the quarter pounder that tasted different than ours. I think it was some kind. It might be seasoning. I think because <laughs> it just. I. It sounds weird, but the taste in that quarter pounder was different than our quarter pounder. Oh, mm-hmm. I ate it. Trust me. I oh, ate it was it. delicious. It was it delicious. Was delicious. <laughs> yeah. And so, Dude, exactly. So, funny. so when we get into, when we actually got into Toronto, it felt like a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Like, and then parts of it felt like Chinatown that I seen in New York. I'm just like, <laughs> this is weird, but I enjoyed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Where'd you stay? I, like, were um, you downtown I, kind of thing? Were you around I, the edges or what? Yeah, like downtown. Like, oh, that's I good don't know. stuff. Yeah. It, it's been it's been years. I remember going to an arcade that Sega had. Mm-hmm. Sega had some kind of arcade, and I took a picture of my music teacher. Um, and then he, this is so funny. So I told him to pose, give me a look, took a picture of him. He loved the picture so much that he blew it up and put it on the portrait and hung it up. I was just oh like, my gosh! Wow. Uh, but uh, went to the House of Blues, had a ball there mm-hmm. and uh before we came back we sang at the catholic church and then because <laughs> <laughs> so it, it felt like there's no black people besides us oh no okay. way come on dude it was it was pure it was just white town white town but <laughs> i i loved it i was just like i want to go back here i want to come back and visit so sometime in the future i'll come back to toronto i'll come you back to canada just move on up man it's uh you can you can bust your leg it doesn't cost you a dime it's it's good stuff dude uh, yeah healthcare is so good yeah uh, it's it i don't know man i don't know how to describe it are you are you originally from the states I, i'm sensing yeah. like an accent but i'm not sure if like sometimes just like family I, homegrown I, kind of thing I'm I'm from North Chicago, Illinois. I've I'm not from out of no country. Okay. I, I just I I live in not the ghetto, but the urban or suburban area of North Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it's not pro, it's not the project. But because I have a mixed family, mm-hmm. um, I I I have a certain accent because of my granddad who was white and native american and i got his like kind of accent uh your real granddad now this is the one show i can't believe i don't have video working because yes. like are you sure <laughs> yeah so my grand yeah because um I'm just kidding I don't... 
actually be no, no, sure. No, no, no. This <laughs> is. But let's get to the bottom of this, dude. This is so interesting because I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. So my granddad was, is white and Native American. Mm-hmm. Our white side of the family, which are which is the Varnells, came from Texas. Three of them tried to escape Texas. It, uh, they took the Mississippi River trying to escape. Well, uh, two of them um, somehow ended in Mississippi because there was some kind of flood. And one of them ended back in uh, Texas. So when our two, when those two Varnells got into Mississippi, they started populating with a whole bunch of black folks. So no when way. I yes, so. Uh, come to find out that uh, one of my cousins in Texas, uh, all his the white side of the family, I'm just like, there's no way. He was like, yes, and the way that we could tell that we're families that we've got these this V shape. You might not be able to see it, but we got a V shape in our head. My cousin has the same V shape. Come and so, on, yes. Yeah, so all of his family, and then he's connected to some of my other cousins and aunties and uncles, and it's bunkers uh, <laughs> no kidding you're telling me man holy crap and so uh, on my mom's side now this gets really crazy okay <laughs> okay so my mom's side some people in milwaukee their family on my granddad's side mm-hmm. and my mom's side so on my granddad's side they're my third cousin on my mom's side they're my second cousin some of the varnells didn't know uh, that they were dating family at the time. Oh, so, no, well, obviously. <laughs> exactly. So when they seen us, it was just like, wait, you know Showed up this at the person? family reunion and stuff. Exactly. It was just like, you know this person? I'm like, yeah, that's my granddad. She's just like, that is my dad's cousin. And I was just like, how is that your dad's cousin? Because that's my dad's dad. They were like, what? And this is your mom? I'm like, yes. She's just like, so I'm cousin to bo- to you on both families. I was like, yep. So that's all our Milwaukee, Wisconsin family. Bunkers as ever. I feel like I should just like end ever. the show. Like that should just be like the whole <laughs> thing is like Holy crap. Okay, so like when did you you've obviously done your research? Is this ba- or is this just a, as a result of meeting up with these other family members that you started to like draw the family tree? The the uh some of my family I had a family reunion in Mississippi. Yeah. I found out and some of the family uh from Mississippi I found out. I mean from Milwaukee I found out there. But like the, who invited what, you? Like there's still like you're still close enough to people who have no idea about the other side maybe. Like, right. How Are, does this not like disseminate? <laughs> <laughs> because of because of my dad uh, in Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, they the ones that invited our families because of my granddad. My granddad is from Mississippi, so yeah. he's from, from that side of Texas. I mean, from that right side of family. And when uh, Facebook, when I found out about those families oh, from course. Texas... Yeah, they they are they started friending everybody because they were just like, oh, I know you, you're our cousin and and, and, uh, and our uncle and all of that. And so I started just like, oh, he's your co- that's my cousin. And I was just like, wait, we got white cousins. <laughs> and then and because because. Because our name is Varnell, I'm thinking it's just a, like a, some unknown black family. Sure, didn't know yeah. That, didn't know that we originated from the white uh, side of that family. 
And so, did you say you were born in Chicago in the Chicago area? Where were you, like, no, uh, North Chicago is uh, it's a city. It's an hour away from Chicago. Okay, yeah, and so people we think- have similar things here as well. It's funny because my wife used to work in a. She'd kill me if, well, maybe she's listening to this now. Um, she would get calls in from people who would say, I'm from North Vancouver. And she'd be like, well, you don't have to like specify where in Vancouver you are. Just say, so she would ignore the North part and just write in Vancouver. Uh-huh. She probably, like North Vancouver is a totally separate city. So same thing with like North Chicago, I'm guessing. It's yeah. It's like totally separate. Because if you if you say Chicago, sometimes you have to say the North side of Chicago mm-hmm, is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. From us, we got to say North Chicago because that's our city's name. Mm-hmm. So, that's not confusing for anybody else, I'm sure. Oh, it's very confusing. It's <laughs> like, oh, you're from the North side of Chicago. I'm like, no, I'm from North Chicago. I'm, like, I'm, keep I'm, going. I'm away. Keep, keep right. going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. And they was just like, no, you're not. And then I had to bring on the map and show them the zip code, show them the city. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, we're 30 minutes from Gurney, which is where Great America is at. So that's where I'm from. They're like, oh, I'm just like, yeah, when you stop on the train to get to Waukegan to get the bus to go to Six Flags, Good. you have to it's stop by our city. Okay. Hey, yeah, then- everybody can find their way to you right now, Ed. Like, that's the best yeah. part. You just gave the whole, like, transit map to <laughs> Talk to me about like this. It seemed like did everybody come to this discovery at like the same time? And like, wait a minute, what are you doing here? Like, what was that reaction? Because like, I don't know. Like, what was the dynamic? Was there was there anything like surprising, or was it was it jovial? I don't know. Like, what was that? It Tell was, me about that. It was surprising because when I met that family, they looked nothing like I suspected. Obviously. I well, yeah, but the thing about it is, is that a lot of a lot of my cousins are light skinned mm-hmm. when I was there, and all my dark skinned cousins were probably like far and few in between. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's because of being such a mixed family that they didn't sleep with a lot of dark, like dark skin. Probably, probably maybe in the eighties and stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my family members was light skinned, and then I seen the white side of that family in Mississippi come out, and I'm just like, oh wow! They're just like, yeah, we're your cousin, and some of them I talked to and hung out. Um, I don't talk to them now because we all kind of lost contact and everything. Yeah, yeah, man, it's tough. I live in the same city as my like core family. We see each other once a month, so like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so it was just like. Wow, and then all of them see my granddad, which is like, so we're so we somehow originated from you, <laughs> right? Just like yeah. I just see like this, like the, these two branching family trees all leading up to like this one smiling picture of your granddad, just like mm-hmm, like I just like what a what a legacy to have to have like these two totally different sides of the family. Yeah. So what and- about? What about like where everybody is is from? And I'm trying to ask this as like respectfully as possible. But like, oh, no. were there any like biases one way or another? And then you go like, oh wait a minute, we gotta put those aside because we're family. Uh, no. Yeah, that's Actually, good. No, because everybody knows each other is so cool, mm-hmm. and the family is so big that if there if there were any problems or were drama and stuff we know nothing about it mm-hmm, we know mm-hmm. keep that mess at home because you got we got guests who drove 9 hours out of town to come here to be with us mm-hmm. so all those shenanigans you put them to the side i love now, it man yeah so yeah now, now you you mentioned like and it's a, a true shame that the video is not working for me today of course because you are dressed so well your sunday best 
Um, you just came. <laughs> you just came from church. Is that something that that is part of the entire family or parts or like? Because it seems like everybody mm-hmm. just came together and just loved one another, and maybe that's all part of it's, it. It's part. It's part of it for some of them. Um, yeah. Not all. Not all our family is religious, but for some it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like. If, if they start singing old Negro spirituals or old, old hymn book songs and stuff like that, 85% of the family would know it. Now, oh, the yeah. harmony stuff, now the harmony stuff, that's a, that's a if. I'm like, you guys gotta stay on one note <laughs> and let me go on another. Cause, Funniest like, thing, dude. Because it is true because some of our family are no not judging, musically. No judging, but like, no judging and stuff, but some of our no, family is not not musically inclined so they'll sing one note or they'll be off and i'll just be like you're clashing with me you're in a minor okay this is three Ed, part Ed, is that the, is that the white ones that's the black i got some white family members that could sing okay because that, that got some pipes and i'm just like i need your album right now <laughs> oh that is so funny it's funny because Chelsea again, she'll kill me if I. I'm just gonna maybe this will be the last story I tell about my wife. But she she wanted like a gospel choir at her wedding so badly, like she just wanted just everybody up and singing and clapping and everything. We're like, <laughs> yeah, we don't know where to get one. <laughs> we don't even know where you, to find anybody to sing for us. Just, you could probably just ask someone's praise and worship team yeah. and probably at a gospel or non-denominal national mm-hmm. church or something to be like hey or a com- or look for a community choir because yeah. you normally some community choirs they are somewhat religious because uh, they're not they all come from different uh churches and stuff mm-hmm. so different beliefs and you probably could get them and come and just sing and stuff and just be like hey we would like to invite you guys to come do two numbers see i'm or, talking and- to you like four years too late man that's this is really <laughs> unfortunate because that was just like such an easy answer for you like just do this so i'm like oh yeah that that actually makes a whole lot of sense trust me i've been in so many well not so many choirs but i've been around a lot of uh a lot of singing uh, mm. gospel singers and worship leaders at different churches and so i've been in a lot of groups singing and everything so, so where does that start for you is it like it's a ch- sounds like a chicken and egg kind of thing is it you're singing so you so you go to church and sing there or you're singing at church so you start like where does where does the musical stuff come in for you um the musical stuff did start at church yeah. uh when i was five years old a uh, funny thing though is that um at that time i was able to sing all the parts without um learning Mm -hmm. so i i didn't have a choir director teaching me the part i was able to dictate parts just by hearing it Mm -hmm. and so that's always been my thing just hearing stuff be like okay that's alto that's tenor that's oh snap uh, really yeah yeah, I and I started te- and I started teaching when I could teach and arranging harmonies and all the stuff like that. And then later on in college, I, I started it. sight reading and I was just like, okay, I can learn. Okay, I know where I'm at. That's the note. That's the A. That's the C D. So what? I'm, yeah, I'm still I'm still learning this stuff. So, but like, if I hear if I hear something like, oh, I could drop this note, make it minor. I could make this major. Um. I'm trying to learn how to get stuff augmented and demented. Uh, can't do that yet, but I I literally could just be like, hear a song, learn everybody's parts, and teach it if I can. Man, and that it, just blows me away. What about your What about your parents? Like, is it, look, I'm just trying to figure out like where does this Where does this come from? You're you're gifted, so, man. You really are. 
Yeah, I just hearing my mom sing, literally in the church, yeah. literally hear her sing, and you know she's she's in the choir, and I like, but my goal was to turn fifteen so I could join our church choir, and for twenty two, no, yeah, for about twenty years I have been in the choir, no. Yeah, about 20 years I had been in our choir. And mm-hmm. then I had to stop because of my job. They were taking my time for rehearsals and um, for me being at church. So I'm not in it at this time. So. Oh, my gosh, man. That just, like, this is completely blowing me away. So, like, what's your family life like now? Like, where, I don't even, I, I have no idea. I can't even take a guess, like, how <laughs> old you are. Like, you could be. I, I, can, I can tell you right now. I'm 37. Okay, so I was going to guess between 20 and 35 years like i would put you in like a demo like like an actual like demo (laughs) like i'm not really sure man because like you have like this this like childish innocence and energy about you that i just i don't know that i've come across in a long while dude like where does like you're just are you always this young at heart i i am um i've been taught always to respect people and be positive about Mm -hmm. stuff and it it's kind of weird because I'm an Aries and they're just like Aries care about other people before they care about themselves mm-hmm. and that thought has always been with me like I care for others and I want to see others do good before I even do good mm-hmm. you know so I've always just been positive um, there was a point in my time that I was negative down on myself because of the way that I look and mm-hmm. of course when kids are not bullying you but making fun of you you can sometimes start doubting yourself mm-hmm, and i course. just got to, and i just got to a point where like look i'm dark i'm black i'm ugly whatever you want to call me but guess what i'm alive and i that's don't know it. man i'm looking at you right now you're <laughs> you're a sharp looking dude like and, oh. and you like video games and your musical i mean let's go yeah. <laughs> what else yeah. is there yeah, uh, but I started. I just started believing in myself, and like I always root people on and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I got to a point where being negative doesn't justify you. Mm-hmm. Being negative don't get you nowhere. I'm just like, who wants to wake? Who wants to wake up at eight, nine o'clock in the morning and be like, hey, I'm going to be negative and just hate stuff? I'm like, I'd love wow. to wake up at nine o'clock in the morning. To be honest with you, that sounds amazing. I've I've been up. This was at noon right now. I've been up for like eight hours already. Oh. <laughs> Good night. That's that four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like the baby was up pretty early today. So uh, uh, lately he's been lately he's been good. But that's why I got to stay on brand with the coffee, man. That's where it's all coming from. You well, know, see, well, see, that's why when you start posting pictures of the baby, I'd be like, ah, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've already been to the pool. He's down for his nap. It's it's all good, man. Talk to me about um, talk to me about your church, dude. Like, I want to know what that what is what it's like. Like what. What faith is it? What religion is it following? Like, what? What? Tell me about your church a little bit. Uh, uh, so, my church name is Prayer Garden Church of God in Christ. Um, it's a Pentecostal church, so uh, we take um, kind of the hymn up and. Uh, I'm sorry, the what? Hymn book. Oh, oh, the hymn you know, book. You know, I'm like, the, they they take book. the hit them up. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the hymn book. Uh, gotcha. You know how the Catholic Church they be like, oh for that. We don't do all of that. We be like, oh for that. Oh yeah. Oh. And then you just be like, make it Keep all. Keep going. Don't stop. And- Come on, give it to me. <laughs> No, I gotta stop. <laughs> so we we kind of did that and and make it feel like a spiritual, like so not an old Negro spiritual, but it's like hand clapping, foot stumping, like it has a rhythm uh, to it and stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then we do like maybe some worship songs. Uh, back in the day, we did a lot of Chicago songs and Mississippi songs. Mm-hmm. So it's a full choir, and it just has a certain sound, uh, like vibrato and stuff. We'd be like, for you can. That's all our vibrato and stuff like that. I love uh, it. Yes. And so, you know, we, we've we done that for a while. And then we kind of uh-huh. switched it up. But uh, that's our sound. And, mm-hmm. you know, our worship is uh, free. Um, anyone could join. Uh, we had white members uh, for the Navy base who came and joined us and left. And, like, if we see them, we always give them love. Oh, I so, love it. Uh, how yeah, many, how much of your own family is there with you? Like, what is your, what is your, like, where are you right now? Are you like, do you have a family? What's your, what's yeah. your situation, man? So I have a brother who's mm-hmm. older than me. I'm the youngest one. I have a sister who's the oldest. Um, my mom is still around. My pops passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, man. Yeah, you know, it's all good. Um, uh, my auntie and her family and my uncles and stuff. So I have family still on my mom's side and my dad's side. Um, the most of the my mom's family goes to our church. My uh, dad's family goes to a different church. So, um, at, so at like, Perth, how many people would you say? Like, you guys all in the same car and you just like hop out of this big old van and just <laughs> just run into church uh, singing the whole way there and back. <laughs> Me and my mom, right? Me and my mom have our separate cars, so my mom takes my sister and her kids, and then I drive myself to church. Now, Uh, everybody pretty much just drives themselves there. I love Uh, it. Well, talk to me about this. I'm I'm being a little facetious about it, but I am wanting to get to a little bit of the the community spirit to this because, like, I am just so taken by that, probably more than than anything else. Like, I. I have gone, like, I am uh, baptized, confirmed, but as at a certain point, like, my family stopped going to church every Sunday, and we started being the family who did, like, every, like Christmas and Easter and kind of thing, and then yeah. then that kind of stopped happening, and I'm like, you know, I, it felt kind of disingenuous to just do, even just to do the Christmas thing, like, for, for me, and then just you just kind of fall away, but the, I always remember the community aspect and the dedication to it more than... More than the dogma itself, like more than the yeah. rituals and everything, which is kind of why I'm li- I wanting to know a little bit about like the singing and like what is it like to like go together just to have that on Sunday. This is what we do together. It's, and I'm gathering it's just what it has always been. It, yeah, there's something about fellowship among uh, uh, people. Mm-hmm. And whether you believe or not, um, just sometimes hearing something like the hearing the word of God or um, hearing ministry through song and stuff, a, a lot of that speaks to all of us. And yeah, we'll be able to fellowship it, you know, when the pastors make a joke and some of us be like, oh, we know that too well. There's some, <laughs> there's some people who know stuff a little bit too well and you can laugh at it because you know that it's true. And if you're still doing it, you're just like, ah, that that's a pain in my heart mm. and I got to change my ways for it but i think when the community fellowships with each other when you meet people from different churches or you sing with them and everything and you all get along it kind of shows what the love of god and what the love of jesus is about um mm-hmm. i'm a person uh me and my friend we had we kind of had this argument in the car uh about gays and lesbians and stuff like that and i am a person who just love everybody gay lesbian whatever and i and i was just like sometimes you got you 
I know we could all be religious and stuff. I'm like, but sometimes people who should have basic human rights, um, they should be able to get married. You're taking that, their money from taxes. Uh, if 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 someone who was a sinner was given a church five hundred thousand dollars, do you think they were not going to take it? They're mm-hmm. going to take that, and they're going to claim it as a donation. Now it doesn't say that you're buying your sin or stuff like that, but you know sometimes as a Christian or a religious person, you got to love people no matter what. And I think that shows the love of God. That shows the love of Jesus. That shows what fellowship for the community and for your fellow church members. Your fellow brothers and sisters, you gotta show that love. Yeah, you don't have to agree. Yeah, you don't have to agree with some of the stuff that people shouldn't get married and everything, whatever that case may be. But the thing about it is, still respect that person, still celebrate that that person has found happiness. Mm-hmm. If that person want to get married, guess what? A, it's not coming out of your pocket, <laughs> so that has nothing to do do with you. B, if they don't invite you, don't try to barge in. Oh, that's, that's that, a good point. You're not invited. Yeah, that's a pretty a, basic right. rule to follow. That's that's their stuff. Because because yeah. my thing is my thing is if you upset, guess funny. what? You're not you're not involved in any of this. You're not involved in their life. A, you're not their parents. B, you're not their brothers and sisters. And C, once again, you're not paying for yeah. the wedding. Uh, yeah, if man. nothing is nothing is connected to you, stay stay on the sideline. Let me let me just <laughs> highlight something because. You know, this will go out tomorrow, basically. So this is sometimes the show is is timely, and and today's a good example of that sometimes we record a little in advance. But this is this is timely in that like your words speak so loud and clear to me at this time in everything that is happening in our world right now, and whatever you believe, I hope that like when people hear you say these words, like like when you say this to me, my heart is like full of of love and joy. Like, I don't know, regardless of what you believe in, regardless of what you practice or read at night or don't read or whatever, like have love for your neighbor is like, that just, it just warms me up, man. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I'm, I'm actually kind of like taken aback because this, it doesn't sound like it's put on. Like this sounds like it's just from your core. The the thing the thing about it is it's a, a some people have a position of want to be right want to be the judgment or mm. want to be the judge and a you're not God you're not Jesus you're not you didn't die on a cross for everybody says you're not Buddha you're not guess what you're not all of that stuff if you if you want to be in a, a position of being right okay that's fine you have every right in America. Uh, to do that, I don't know how Canadians uh, go. Nobody about has that business. right in Canada. That's different. We'll save that for another show. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, the, the thing about it is just that that's for them. Yeah. And you know, when something gets passed that benefits somebody in a positive way, you should be happy about that. Hey, you know, everybody, oh. everybody who's everybody who's listening to this uh, probably might know about. You know, a religious person baking a cake, and now they don't want to bake that cake for a gay person, and we're having that kind of problems. Mm. Gu- guess what? You know, we have laws in place for discrimination, uh, sexual practices, and stuff, and other people are using, um, using different examples. It's a cake. <laughs> guess what? Your cake is right. 
It's a cake. I just First of spit all, my coffee. It's a cake. Because it is. It's, Name it's of the show. Cake. It's I a mean, cake. <laughs> if you're fighting over your freedom of speech because you're a Christian and stuff, A, you could have had your shop in the church. You didn't mm-hmm. have to put your business in public. Once you put your business in public, you now have to follow rules of the state. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't want to serve a gay person uh, because of your freedom of religion, put your business in the church. Mm-hmm. Thou make cakes need to be at St. Petersburg of the Fifth Angel playing the tambourine, Church of God or something. <laughs> that could be at that church. But when you put your business in where people could walk in and buy your cake and walk out without you knowing their background and their life, then you should be able to make a cake for them for their wedding. And if that cake is the bomb, guess what? That marketing is going to position you to have better business. Now, is the cake gluten-free? Because we're like we we have to have gluten-free cake, so there might be an additional problem. If I'm totally could, <laughs> to take you off make, track. If they could make gluten-free cake. Go right ahead. All right. Yep. Yeah, man. Still tastes good. Edward, I want to talk a little bit about um, still kind of tasting on this track. I'm looking behind you on the posters on the wall. And for the (laughs) most part, I can see a little bit of Link, which I obviously love. I see a little NHL, which I obviously love as a Canadian. Cute Yoshi, Yarn Yoshi. Um, So everything's great. But talk to me about going to church and then shooting people in the face in Titanfall. How does that, how does that drive? And I have no, like, I, I think that is perfectly fine. I don't know how, what's your take on it though? Um, my take is, it's, it's a normal life. Yeah, man. So it's, there, there is stuff some people just be like, you know, you gotta be holier than thou and you can't, Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to mix with the world. But I'm just like, guess what? Their video games are, uh, are very artistic and they tell a narrative they you're you are going to have fun you're going to create discussions you're going to have stuff being addressed and so you know being a person like me who play video games who go to church i buy my now i buy my own games Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't affect what i believe in um and what I do, I I I can hear the cuss words because I watch R-rated movies, same way I watch Disney movies. You know, I'm around people who who use foul language. Um, I used to work at a grocery store and I had to sell beer. So, <laughs> so you've seen it all. That's 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 my job, and I just yeah. feel like, well, it's, it's a normal life for me. It's yeah. it's a social thing. You know, we see it as a hobby. Because I see it as a hobby too, but it's something that I grew up on and I enjoy. You know, if my mom could play Mario Brothers, then I'm allowed to play Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, dude, I just love like I, <laughs> I, I should have come like prepared maybe with like some real existential stuff because no. you have like this magical way of like just making it so simple. Like, well, of course I play games because that's just life. Like, it doesn't have to be any more right. complicated than that. And whatever people, yeah, like, just open your heart to, to love and respect and acceptance. Like, this is, man, this is, this is exactly what <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. I, I could always but, use a little you know, chat like this. I, I, I look at it as with the gaming community and stuff. Okay. I'm, 
big on Nintendo, and I admit on my podcast on Option Opinion that I'm biased. At you don't time. have to just you don't have to uh, <laughs> uh, say that on your breath. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Uh, you know, but I'm just like I love everybody who plays video games and who's on the sidelines mm-hmm. and who knit gaming stuff or who has a podcast. So I love when something can make you feel creative and you want to project your creativity to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I love stuff like this. I've grown when I mentioned earlier that I was thinking I'm a songwriter. I've been writing songs. I can't play a lick, but I can write you something. <laughs> I can I can write you I can write you a hit song or a song and arrange it and have all of that and we can work back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I I've wrote stories that like even as a Christian I I wrote dark stories. I used to do um, a, a 10 minute challenge to myself where I would start with this thing and then just give descriptions and change it up and then, you know, just make twists and stuff. Like, I've written dark stuff. <laughs> I've written light stuff. Um, written different kinds of books. Like, my personal religion and my belief in God and my relationship with God is not like nobody else's. You know, right. your relation is your relation and that's it. For me, I just feel like when I play games and when I talk about them and you know, I'm shooting zombies and people up in Titanfall. Because guess what? I can have a discussion about that with other people. I could write a paper. I could I could write a blog. <laughs> Go ahead and clap. I'm like wanting to like clap right now. I just like this is like an applause moment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Having a discussion, shocking. This is an incredible concept, right. man. It, right. So I could talk about the negatives and the positives because it's you know people are like well I only play shooters because it's easier to do. Well, can I challenge you on what why you feel that um you know you play first person shooters make you uh, entitled gamer like make you really big no, and stuff. So I'm pretty triggered by this statement, man. I don't think <laughs> that I can even go on any further. That's that's a little too much. Right, but but feel like you need to judge people who play RPGs because they read a lot. Like <laughs> your your ability, your ability as a gamer in one genre doesn't change the fact that other people can't enjoy what they love to play. Yeah. I'm just like if you're stuck in one genre, you're literally missing a lot of stuff mm. because while everybody is talking about Super Mario Odyssey selling all of this and it's beautiful and you worried that nobody's talking about Call of Duty, it's because well, you're stuck in that genre of first-person shooters and you haven't tried to expound out for the fear of you're not going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Did you, you mentioned that you you wrote some music, you've written, like, are you using some tools on computer and stuff to, to write stuff or how are you, like, how does that work? <laughs> Paper, pa- uh, paper and pencil. Like literally <laughs> writing. Like literally writing. Literally on writing. It. Yeah. So, so you're arranging. Yeah, I'm. I'm literally writing the lyrics and singing it out. And then, uh, okay. So, back in 2005, <laughs> I had a karaoke machine. So okay. I actually made an album uh, on two tapes. So I was uh, doing all the so- the whole song on you know. Singing my part, singing uh, the lead, and just going on. Then going back, recording the whole song over to add the harmony. And so when I had everything, and I, w- I would put the final version of it. Now, this is all on a karaoke machine. No computer or anything. Like I had mm-hmm. like 14 good songs that I put. All acapella, no music to them. Dude, yeah. I, well, I, the reason I asked is I was hoping to maybe grab something from you to, to introduce, like as a, the 
the show and our conversation, like Codes and I like to have a little chunk of music and then we kind of fade in. But if, uh, if you have anything, do let me know and we'll have it introduced. Otherwise, um, I was going to ask you about like, cause your relationship with music is something very special and something I don't yes. come across all the time. You know, is there, are there games or series or a particular title that strike you as like really strong examples of music in video games? Um, yes. The strongest one <laughs> is Streets of Rage 2. I what? Am, yes. I am a house head. I, ever since my friend got me into house music, I've hard house, ghetto house. Uh, because we live in, I was close to Chicago, we get like, uh, mixtapes or house tapes. And, uh, we have things like Apple tracks. Or tracks are for kids. Like uh, that's we had, hilarious. Yeah, and the cover would be looked like the cereal something. I had one of them called Master Tracks, and it looked like a Mastercard, but it said Master Tracks. Oh and so God. uh, uh, I was just hear all of that, and then when Streets of Rage two came out, because I love Streets of Rage one, and I was just like, oh, this is good. I heard that, and then I was just yeah. like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Streets of Rage 2 has always stuck with me, with me when I think some of the best music. Of course, Nintendo is like a whole different thing. But like house music, I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is my... I used to sometimes Friday night just cut on the soundtrackers for on the second genesis just blast through my tv and just like a little bit dance and stuff and i i have been a house i think ever since from like 1995 and uh th- that that musical stuff i'm just like i might not be able to uh write music like this but i know how to count it i know that this is four four this is the drum machine this is the, i i can hear it just be like Yes, I know. Oh, we're... I love it, man. I'm digging this so good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I think I think we've covered music. We've covered church. Let's talk about the show, man. Let's talk about optional opinion. You yeah. sort of like very casually brought it up, but I it's it's my <laughs> second bullet point on my page here that I wanted to make sure that I talked to you about. Tell me about the show. What is it? Where does it where does it come from? What do you guys what do you do on Optional Opinion? Okay, so Optional Opinion is a, a one man show. That's my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and what it is is to bring topics that we normally don't talk about in uh vi- the video game industry or Love just it. in main life. Mm-hmm. And uh the show is about me giving my just one opinion uh, one opinion but also give some options to it to solve or to you know to think of where we're top when i'm uh top um talking about that topic um it started out actually on oneup.com and i jeremy parrish was asking for a name for a podcast and stuff and i just put out optional opinion and it never went anywhere but i was using optional opinion as blogs and uh when i guess Ustream was available i oh, turned yeah. into like a, a, a thing like that uh and then my friend got me into getting equipment doing a podcast because he had one and then I, we tried out optional opinion and it's been like that ever since so uh most it, it's trying to tackle like i said things we normally don't talk about um and it you 
it evolved into a little show <laughs> into like an hour plus or something like that. And now I'm trying to mix in like different genres of video game music, like metal, jazz, acapella, house, the video game sound, the sounds, covers, and stuff like that. Um, and those are like for my breaks. But I try to give it like give some history to some stuff, uh, teach some things about a genre, or just really talk. Like I said, tackle. Um, one of them I actually was talking about uh, talking about, and for kids, if you have kids, I'm sorry about this, but oh no, uh, one of my shows was uh, can video games help your sex life? Oh, and so. Um, I talked to one of my gay friends. I talked to my straight single friend and I still got to do a third part to it. Cause I kind of want to talk to a married couple and see how does video have you have a video game that you play something like snipper clips. Have that helped you guys like really get, get it on like, man like, and get it on and stuff oh. like or, or <laughs> foreplay and stuff. And so I, you know, that's something we don't, we don't talk about sometimes mm-hmm. video games, people, you know, cosplay and stuff. And I just don't want to talk about, Oh, Gamergate. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk something different than Gamergate. Yeah. It's a big issue, but the opinion about it is going to be the same across yeah. different shows. So yeah. let's tackle it and viewpoint it as in a different way. So, I wonder. Uh, I wonder how many people speaking of music and uh, and and games and getting it on. Like, I wonder how many people were like really into rock band and guitar here and had like legit groupies. Like, I, wonder... <laughs> I you know what they there probably have been. Some. It's like they every probably... nerd's dream. Like, I can't get into a band, but like maybe I'll impress this chick with uh, with my sweet flame in the flood. That's hey, not the right. Hey, flame, hey, if... fire in the flame. Damn it! What the hell is that song? I always do this, Ed. <laughs> That always well, happens you, to me. Well, well, sometimes people, where you probably could be like, well, video games helped us get, uh, have, have a, get, have our sex life because we actually met at a video game convention or we met playing this game or talking about Oh, hell yeah. World like, of Warcraft all the time. I hear that all the time. People met or got married or something because of World of Warcraft. Yeah. So, you know what it, I think too is like on the other side of video games is this sort of like side part where like there's the podcasting and everything. Like there's got to be people finding newfound confidence in themselves by by putting themselves out there through this through podcasting that has to like it might not be quite as oh I heard you on the podcast and I want to get it on, but it's <laughs> like a little more it's a bit more of a journey. There's a Luke Lord journey for you guys everybody. Um it's it's a bit more of a of, of a path for you to yeah. find yourself, find your own confidence, learn how to talk to people, learn how to like finish your own thoughts most of the time. <laughs> and yeah, man, I, I feel like that's, that's gotta be something. And that's my wife and I talk about that all the time where like we want to encourage link to get into whatever he wants to. Yes. Um, video games are just going to happen to be part of his life just because like this entire wall, if he doesn't like <laughs> yes. take this down on him, then like he really doesn't have a choice, but to at least be exposed to it. So, and I, I've always really respected you. You mentioned people who play RPGs read a lot. And I've always thought people who are hardcore into RPGs are just, an, they're on another level because like they're way smarter than me for the most part. <laughs> well, well, you, well, you know what is, uh, the the thing about that is just like enjoy what you enjoy but try to go out from what you know and find new games can I, I tell you what that is for me right now I think we have a connection point here that is Monster Hunter for me it, exactly and uh, 
I'm trying to get in, and I've been, I haven't really been into Monster Hunter, but I have bought it for Wii. I bought it for uh, Wii U. Um, I got it on 3DS, and I'm, uh, I'm still playing it. Still <laughs> giving a to, legit shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> giving it a shot, and I, I'm still trying to learn it because it's just like this is something that I don't normally play or I'm not exposed to because yeah. definitely for me in my area, I don't really have a video game community who mm-hmm. who wants to hang out and talk about games like this. Like, I think because of the neighborhood that I in, a lot of them play sports games and I kind of don't. I need yeah. to get into it using my own words. I need to get into it stuff, but I'm just like, I, I, there's just so much out here that I want to play and expose and research and like, and, and talk about, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like uh, it's usually the other way around. Like you've already, you've already, you're entrenched in games. Usually it's like the sports games kind of bring in people who maybe that's their first or like, kind of like, it's their entry point into video games. That, yeah. that was definitely it for me for sure. And, and especially with my friends who weren't all going to be, reading IGN every single day or, you know, late reading up on the normies, I think is what we call them. They're just, <laughs> just normal for filthy casuals. I don't know. Um, I think yeah. it's, uh, yeah, man. So talk. Okay. So we were going to do something a little while ago. Actually, you reached out to me quite some time ago. You asked me just out of nowhere, how much do you know about video or uh, arcade games? Yes. And I was like, uh, that's a kind of a weird thing because like my, we were so cheap. <laughs> Like, I was the kid who would, like, pretend to play. I don't even know if this is a thing, but this is definitely what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because all the video games were on, like, demo mode. I would yes. just pretend to play because I couldn't, like, we didn't have a quarter to put into the thing. So I'd just be like, oh, I'm getting joy out of just, like, the demo that this thing is on. Like, that, that's what I had. But I wanted to ask, like, whatever happened to that? Because you were doing a thing uh, called The Beauty of Video Games. Was that part of the show or was that a written thing? Or what what was all that about? That was a written thing and uh, a podcast thing. And uh, last year, I I completely failed at it. I didn't finish the project when I shut up. I I just just got busy. But I think I still have uh, some people. I did get someone to talk about it. And I still did the podcast and put them out because I think... Um, I, I I created the beauty of video games to celebrate video games. I think there's just sometimes there's just too much toxic and negativity. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's celebrate it. Let's really take time and think of, you know, let's celebrate Nintendo. You're not a Nintendo fan? Guess what? Still celebrate Nintendo because they produce some good games for other people to get into this genre. Let's celebrate Sony, Microsoft, PC. I mean. Let's just say this is the good thing about video games. This is mm-hmm. what we love, and this is what made us fans. Let's just for one week or three weeks celebrate that. This mm-hmm. year, I am going to get back to it. I'm going to get, get all it, my down. <laughs> I'm going to well, get all my writing down early and get my podcast stuff early. And so I asked you um, because I thought you because you being a podcaster, you from Canada, and I I wanted to ask you just, like, how was video game, the arcade scene in your days mm-hmm. in, in Canada? Because you're in a different country. Yeah, it was pretty much just, like, 7-Eleven for me. Like, and even in junior high, uh, there was a bunch of us who we would go down to, to 7-Eleven down by, we call it Sev for short, because, uh-huh. you know, 7-Eleven is way too many syllables. Uh, so we go to Sev, and we would actually share, like, the, the probably the most dedicated I ever was to any one arcade machine was a Tekken machine at a at 7-Eleven. And we would share it. We would put in one quarter, and my friend would 
play the the punch or kick buttons and i would play like the, the joystick and uh, that that would be it man we would just see how long we could go and see if we could make ourselves late to go back to school after lunchtime wow. and that was like that was it's, it's so sad we had a sweet arcade here though it was called palladium it was in the world famous west edmonton mall it's uh you know alongside the world of america ah. uh, mall of america very big so it had a it was like this huge two-story arcade and it was like the first of its kind now there are a dime a dozen like you walk in and you get a card you load it up with credits and stuff like that but yeah. this is like this is like back in the 90s or uh, late 90s early 2000s and it was it was incredible like just you you didn't have to worry about quarters and and i mean by then arcades were more than a than a quarter anyways so yes. it was like you know a, a buck or two so yeah. palladium was palladium was unreal but still my my being cheap around video games was so <laughs> ingrained in me man i'm like i don't know if i should be spending money on this like i was that was that that is deep in me even to this day where i'm like maybe i'll just wait for that to go on sale maybe i'll just <laughs> but it's not all the time like it's because it, i still have i still have the urge for like the new bright and shiny thing like i still bought monster hunter like first thing which yeah is very unlike me uh first that it's full pop and then also monster hunter um but yeah man I, i'm sad that we never got to do but we should loop back around because i really enjoy talking to you first of all and you should not ever like if if there's if it's not that topic like we can do we can do whatever man we should yeah. i want more of this and i I've, I've always uh and every time i invite guests on and you know we'll talk a little bit of our topic and then we'll sidetrack to it right yeah <laughs> man like that's the thing i shouldn't have said no because i'm like we'll talk about we'll, we'll figure something out and, surely and- and it, and the thing about it is, is that because I always welcome you, Sean. You're always welcome to come on Optional Pinky. If you have an idea that you know you might not be able to talk on your show, but actually want to talk on mine or want to bring a topic, just be like, "Hey, Ed, I want to know, like, you know, does Contra make you a gun or something like that?" And <laughs> we can have a discuss. We can literally have that kind of discussion. All I was right, just man. like, I don't know. Uh, let me. I'm like, you want to come on the show and do it? Bam, we'll go and do it. And let's, it let's don't do even it. like optional opinion is not just video games. It's it could be anything. Mm-hmm. I've um did an episode about depression, and the goal for that one is just how do people who don't have depression learn. And how to handle? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I talked to a person who uh, um, who dealt dealt uh, deals with depression, and I and we had a really good talk at the end. We got into video games, not just nerded out and stuff. Yeah. And man. I asked, and I asked them just like, how do we, you know, interact with you guys and make you feel confident? And um, it, he just, he gave me an answer and. I'm still learning, and I always and I he just like he understands that when people you know say positive stuff and support and everything, that person who's dealing with depression has to recognize them themselves first before mm-hmm. they accept everything. Here's um, here's my it, advice to anybody who's because like I've talked a lot about it on this show. Uh, here's my advice to anybody who's been dealing with anything like I've been going through. Talk to Ed for an hour, man. Holy crap. It's just like my <laughs> whole spirit is just like lifted. This has been and and I don't know if people hate or love when I do this, but I want to connect you with Jacob Rush, who does Nintendo Nostalgia, because your angle on celebrating video games is exactly yeah. like his. And, and I feel like feel like you guys could hit it off. So I'll, I don't know. I, I 
you reach out to him or I'll give you his contact or whatever because I, I definitely need to hear you guys celebrate Nintendo together because it's just, it would be a lovely time. He might get surprised to just be like, how much of Nintendo do you know? Uh, can we go from the NES to... Uh, <laughs> do it, man. That's what his show is. Like every episode, they celebrate a game from their past and it's all about digging into like the nostalgic memories of, you know, having the sleepovers and having like the the... the bowl of chips and popcorn or whatever you've got around and just the good old days of, of playing games and trying to revisit those and, and revive them in our minds all it's good of, stuff dude look not all of nintendo stuff was good during my time oh snap okay <laughs> maybe maybe jacob isn't the right person no no oh i mean we could we could <laughs> i was lo- oh trust me we would touch down and nerd out but not all nintendo games were good there okay. was there was some janky garbage mess. Uh, what was that? Uh, is it Dark Tower? I think. It was, um, I don't know about that I, one. I got I to gotta think of it. Where everybody was talking about Dark Souls. I was just like, no, it was this game on NES where it was just a screen and you had to like find a key and keep going up the door. So I think it's called Dark Tower or something like that. It sounds like something that was on Rare Replay. One of those super old Rare games. I can't remember what it, it was called. It may, it may be, but I'm like, that game is the original Dark Souls. Oh, <laughs> that game man. That game was literally hard. Uh, Wrath of the Black Manta, that wasn't a good game. I, Wrath I, of the Black Manta? Yeah, I used my birthday gift, my birthday money to get that game. And oh, I, dude. I kept getting to somewhat to the last part of the game and could not beat that one boss and just never beat the game. Just Oh, like, my no. gosh. Quickly, I think we have a quick moment here at the end. You know that this is, uh, and we kind of, t- I like the way they, I was going to bridge it from when you mentioned it, but I wanted to make sure I come back to it where, you know, we can celebrate video games for a week at a time or maybe three weeks at a time to kind of ward off some of the negativity or just to celebrate it in general. This, I, I'm loving this, uh, this thing that we're doing on We The Gamer Cast, which is we're celebrating Black History Month. It's a, it's a great reason to have, to have you on. And we had Delvin Cox and Devin Tyus and Blessing's going to come on here and, at oh, least nice. for schedule like we're yeah man it's gonna like i'm just loving this and my 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 pledge is that this isn't i don't want to go back to just march and go like all right white people back on and <laughs> we'll just like that's <laughs> um my yeah we this this is a this is a launch pad i think that that's really what i want to to look at this as and and joey craig skyward king of course like we've got so many people coming back on i'm really looking forward to it tell me a little bit about what Black History Month is for you, maybe whether it's, it's within video games or outside, like t- talk to me a little bit. Like, is this, is this a thing? Is this like Black Panthers out? Talk to me about like February. <laughs> well, is- you know, with Black, with Black History Month is to really teach about um, famous black uh, people who have done, done stuff for the black people, for black communities. And, um, to celebrate, you know, um, how we got out of slavery, how this how this was invented, you know, that you know people in the past paved the way for the for us, you know, to be part of the future, be be able to be inventive, to be creative, and have civil rights and stuff like that. Like that's that's kind of how i see black mm-hmm. history so mm-hmm. for us for for me it's like a reminder that you know everybody in the world has contributed to something to have the life that we live mm-hmm. and 
this is what the black community has done. Not may sound weird to some people, but I'm just but don't forget that black history should be throughout the whole year, not mm-hmm. just one month. Um and it is that reminder that it's like this is the time to think that everybody should be thinking about all at once, but like right. yeah, you don't just stop. Right. Like on February twenty eighth or maybe again <laughs> sometimes you guys get an extra day. Yeah. You know, once every <laughs> <laughs> that is true, that like of course it's in this like totally bizarre month that's it's shorter than anything else, but I think it's a beautiful thing too because I've been asking that same question uh of, of the guests on the show this month and it's different for everybody. And yeah. like it, and I think that that's really that's a that's a true symbol of what it should be. Like I don't know that it should be like one thing for everybody. It's just kind of like that's the true nature of it all. So it's a they have a beautiful answer. And yeah, and I think there's uh, there's just uh, a lot of black people that we still are learning about who have done something uh, for us, whether it's the present or it's in the past. That's going to lead, or some people in the present, that's going to lead to the future, mm-hmm. where later on those are those that generation might celebrate them stuff. But yeah, it, it's something um, we just celebrate and we should do it more often. Um, I know when it comes to video games with me, uh, it's pretty much just talking to anybody about mm-hmm. video games, and I know we don't have a lot of black characters in video games. Uh, it's always good to kind of talk to, for me personally, talk to another black person and they know something about Mega Man. They know something about Blaze from Street Fight, Streets of Rage 2. They know how to fight with Akuma and stuff like that. Or, or we're talking about Heavy Rain and just talking about our decisions and stuff because i for me personally i don't meet a lot of people like that like that's mm-hmm. all new to me yes mm-hmm. i talk to a lot of white people i can't help that that's just who i talk to a, a lot because it's just life it's, it's just life that's, and when i love that man it's hilarious <laughs> And I and I when I do meet people at different jobs or we just connect on different stuff and talk about video games, I I enjoy that conversation. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, we need to exchange numbers, we need to hang out, we need to talk, or you need to come on my show. Look how oh, you joyous said- you are, man! I just love this. It's so yeah. infectious. Yeah. Well, because- sorry. Oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm gonna. I was gonna take us off into a different, a slightly different direction oh, here, go but right still ahead. on the same thing. I think. You know, personally, I've done a lot of in, it, just in in my own thirty some odd years on this on this planet. Done a lot of learning, and I think I hope that a lot of us have. I hope that we're not all the exact same person we were when we were born and when we were in elementary school. Hopefully, we've grown and, and matured. And yeah. and I've definitely like probably too late in life realized the importance of something like this, something like Black History Month or Gay Pride Parades or all these different things where it's like a moment in time where you can just like forget everything else and this gets to be celebrated. And I know that there's varying opinions on that, which sounds even weird to say, but it's kind of like it. oftentimes when something like Gay Pride Parade happens, you'll have some people on the other side going, well, where's the straight pride? Like, just yeah. stop. Just stop. Because this is, you get that every day. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about it is, like, people who, who are like that, who be like, where's the, where's the straight pride parade? I'm just like, you know what's fun about education and about learning? That you get to connect with more people. Yep. yep. And 
that's some of the the way that you meet the people that you know you could do the same thing and actually be exposed that you learn so when you hear other people who just say statements that don't have no facts or that person don't know Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. you know the history you know the background and you know where all of that came from so you start understanding where that person come from or why a gay gay pride parade is important to celebrate Mm -hmm. you know you get your straight pride you get your straight pride guess what even if you even if you was given a straight pride parade how many people are going to show up and how many people going to be like Mm, i think that's that's a sad question to ask unfortunately (laughs) i I think because because think about it who's going to waste their time to come to a straight pride parade when they could see that during a drill team a cheerleading a high school thanksgiving um Celebrating the hundredth year of Lucky Charms, it could be anything. <laughs> it literally could be anything for a parade. Edward, that is amazing, dude. Oh my gosh, I think I need to have that as like the start of the show. On the, <laughs> I need to have that. I don't even know. That's a soundbite for the ages. Like, Ed- oh man, that's hilarious. Like, it, you, you're going to get your parade. So I'm like, what you going? How much money are you going to invest in? And well, and I what? didn't. I didn't want to necessarily like draw too much attention on on those people. All oh. I really wanted. All I really want to do is is to draw more attention to the fact that these these types of things are super important, and there's a lot yes. of great things to learn from them, and great experiences like our chat today. Because I don't know, man. Like this is something that hopefully we get to to collaborate a little bit in the future. My, oh, yes. I've said it a number of times in this conversation. My whole being is lifted just looking at you smiling at me through the skype call this entire time i am totally devastated that the camera is not working for this stupid show i can't believe it why don't now that uh, we'll close things out here edward why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and just get a little positivity in their life man just just they need we need more edward all we all need a little bit more edward in our lives Okay, so you guys can first find me on Twitter at that retrocode t h a t r e t r o c o d e. Some people think it's the Konami code. It could be any code back for the day. Yeah, man, it's Game Genie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, we had stories about that for another day. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you guys can find Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or any other podcast apps. Um, the other shows that I do for podcasts is on Nurse Gone Rogue Radio. That is my network that I'm part of. Um, I have an Xbox podcast called Arsenal X Podcast. Um, you guys can find that on YouTube. Also, Nurse Gone Rogue Radio. We just did the commentary for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. Oh, the first... dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am co-host of Nintendo Power Block uh, with my boss Corey Derrick. And there I'm he also... is. I was waiting for you to mention Corey, man. I was wondering when that was yeah. going to show up here. Here we go. Uh, uh, and I'm also part of World One One Podcast that you guys can find on um, um, on Nerds Go Wrong Radio on YouTube. And uh, yeah, just check that out there. Um, I don't know if you know uh, Sean. Uh, we talked to Pierre Schneider. I talked to. Um, the developers of Shovel Knight. Oh, hang on, Ed. You're gonna have to. You have to check behind you, dude. Just check behind your chair. I think you just dropped a couple names out of your pocket. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's behind me? Yeah, yeah. Check yeah, on the so, floor for those names you just dropped. 
yeah, so those are people that I, that I talk to on World Woman Podcast. Cool, but uh, yeah, my main podcast, everybody's optional opinion. Um, I just got did my hundred episode. Congratulations, which is, that's huge. Thank you very much. Um, uh, the second bunch of game awards, so you guys can check that out. Um, and I'm getting ready to release more episodes, so you guys can check it out on SoundCloud and everything. But keep yeah. up the good work, man, and keep keep. Uh, we just we need more of this in our lives. Thank you so much for your time today, and thank you for your patience as my computer almost died before I, this all happened. Trust me, when starting out Oof. in the podcast world, you're always going to have technical problems. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very sorry. It's been a long time since I had anything like that. So you know, hopefully this actually airs. But it's been great talking to you, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. good for your soul i honestly am not sure what will be hopefully you gain some positivity from that and you push that back out into the rest of the world i think that's what edward would want that's what i definitely want and that it just continues to push on as uh, i don't know if you guys have noticed i've been feeling way better lately like way 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 better i want to thank everybody for your support over the last little while i want to thank edward for this just uh, another boost in my step a kick in my step a step in my step skip pop and a step and a crack snapple and pop thank you to edward varnell at that retro code i will take that as the game genie code like i mentioned i did throw a little streets of rage from ocremix.org at the start there so thank you for mentioning that remember i am sean capri on twitter sean like hunter capri like the pants please follow the show at we the GamerCast. the website is we the nerdy i will be doing something very soon with we the nerdy which is writing a review policy which sounds like the most boring thing ever but it's more of like a how are we going to do reviews over at weedinnerdy.com I've got a couple ideas up in here I kind of want to talk to Blessing about this actually at OK, OK Beast those guys their standards are like up here and I want to be right with them God, I love the, their sense of identity uh, so I'm maybe I may be chatting with him in a little bit as Black History Month continues it's not over yet and this better not be the last time. Uh, it's, we're not switching back to We the White Cast <laughs> after this. Goodness gracious. Thank you guys for supporting uh, this show as well as the Gaming Gurus. Very important episode going up today on iTunes as well. I'm still doing the Xbox Drive, and that show is still a gong show. If you have checked it out, you know. And if you haven't, join us. Jump on board. Become an Xbox backseat driver because it's good times go through and get my coffee at mcdonald's and we we evaluate the effectiveness of their drive <laughs> goodness thank you uh to everybody for supporting on patreon.com slash make us better we're gonna be doing something with that i've got a couple of ideas i need to talk to the guys about and see what uh what we're gonna do in light of everything else that is that is happening and i thank you guys so much for supporting the patreon even in this little hiatus I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, it means the world to me. Um, I haven't picked a game to put in the show notes, but there will be something there. Last week it was Life of Strange. I'll put something else, uh, something else there. Maybe a Dark Souls, or I think I gave away the Dark Souls. Something, something. Otherwise, this is episode 130 of We the Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears and your eyeballs. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week. Hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason. Jason is here. Jason, press X for Jason. Where the f- is Jason? Jason! Jason!
Jason! Jason! Jason! Jason! Jason! Sean! 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 Jason! 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 